Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, I'm Andrew McComb and welcome to Web3 TV. In today's video, I'm with Nicholas Small, the founder and CEO of Utility. And we're going to discuss the short, medium and long-term business use cases for Web3 and how they can help support and stimulate your Web3 journey. But before we do, make sure you register to watch every episode of Web3 TV here, where we share inspiring stories of all things Web3, making a difference to the world. All sorted? Okay, let's go. Welcome back, guys. In today's interview, we are going to speak to Nicholas Moore from Utility again. Uh, we mentioned this in our prior interview with him about the evolution of Utility in his interview. If you missed that, you can uh, watch that here. Uh, and in today's uh, episode, we're going to discuss successful business use cases in the Web3 space. So, Nick, have you got any uh, good examples so far of, of successful applications? Yeah, I mean, I think what we're seeing is 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 sort of broken down into time horizons, right? So it's like short-term quick wins for businesses, medium-term, and then sort of what's coming in the long-term. And I, I can touch on all of them pretty quickly. Um, in the short-term, a lot of what we're seeing, digital loyalty um, and gaming, right? So like uh, in gaming, you're seeing digital assets for game studios, um, uh, you know, skins in game, items in game, weapons in game. These are becoming NFTs so that game studios can compete in the marketplace for players a little bit better, right? The value proposition for players is basically like, hey, come to this world where, you know, you own tangibly the items that you're earning in game. And for the, for the game studios, these businesses that run these games, these corporations, the value proposition is, hey, now there's no longer a black market place or black market for player assets, right? It's like, they're able to claim a percentage of resale fees on every player asset transaction. And so it ends up, you know, more friendly for the users, attracts more users and ends up uh, uh, another revenue stream for the games. Um, likewise, digital loyalty, right? Like what we're seeing a lot of, uh, especially in sort of luxury, right? The French brands, especially. Um, and then uh, the larger retailers in North America that we work with, right? They're, they're pursuing... NFTs and digital assets as a way to relate better to their customers. I think the smartest implementations that we're working on, uh, especially with, uh, I would, you know, I'll name them in a future interview, but a large multinational retailer is they're putting the NFTs on a mountain, making their best customers climb to go get them. Then they know reliably that the people holding these NFTs are their best customers. And then it's, you know, unlimited options, what you can do once you have this group of the 10% of people who produce 50 plus percent of your revenue 
trackable to the extent that they hold these assets, which you're able to see live on chain. So you give them offers, you give them discounts, you send them on-chain messages to go claim bonuses, you give them rewards for going in the store, you invite them into a com community where you pick them up out of your tech stack and, and, and magically you have the world's best customer focus group that you didn't even pay for, right? Saves you millions of dollars and you can understand better from the 10% of people who produce, again, 50 plus percent of your revenue, right? What do they want from you, right? And so that's that's near term, right? It's very much digital loyalty. It's very much gaming, right? It's very simpler, you know, I'm a company, I give you NFT, right? I'm a company, I give you digital collectible, right? And, and that's what we're going to see, I think, for the next six months to one year. It's going to be hallmarked by this sort of, you know, simpler NFT implementation. I think in the medium term, what we'll see is because this technology allows anything digital, anything ethereal to be turned into a an instrument that people can own, right? Um, that people can transact freely, that people can, you know, build on top of, right? We start to see disruption in any area where there is non-value added middlemen. So the beauty of the blockchain and the beauty of some of this decentralized technology is that much like the internet, right? These things that are sort of digital means of value transfer, right? Screen to screen um, uh, can be fleshed out um, and are, are are remaining open, right? So now a marketplace is basically just a service, right? The ability to transfer NFTs or assets back and forth is just a service like the internet that you can tap into however you want to, right? Because it's all open. And so, you know, it starts to disrupt travel, entertainment, ticketing, booking hotels, because now in an open marketplace, right, where, where, you know, given that these are digital assets that people can own, if they're owning them on the blockchain, right, there's no need for some third party to be facilitating asset transfer outside of a Web2 database, let's say. It's just open on the blockchain, able to be traded freely, right? And so I think the, you know, the people knocking on the door of this are the people who will win in these categories over the next three, four years, right? We're working with a South American airline who are, um, printing all their tickets as NFTs. And then instead of selling them to a third party to market them up, right, they're just facilitating asset transfers in a marketplace, right? No longer do they have to facilitate cancellations or lose margin to a third party, right? They're just simply owning all of those transactions, facilitating them, and then their users are happier because they pay less, right? So um, removes value capture and sort of the death of the, the, the friction adding value extracting middlemen, right? And that's medium term. I think in the long term, right, you 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 get to a place where it's sort of hard to think about what this could be, but I have a couple ideas that I would posit, right? Um, I think everybody is well aware today that sort of holding PII, consumer data on your balance sheet as a corporation is a scarier and scarier prospect with regulation, right? And so I think given that data is a, another digital asset, it's an intangible ethereal thing that now consumers can own through this technology, right? Um, consumer ownership of this data and then voluntary sharing of this data with corporations mean that corporations can serve um, offers and unlocks and bonuses and, and, and uh, newsletters and, and whatever they would otherwise carry somebody's email address or home address on, on their database for without having to know any of that information, right? It's all public. It's all available. The, the relevant information as far as transaction history is there, right? You know who your best customers are and who, you know, your partner's best customers are to serve them offers, in an opt-in way without having to even know who they are, right? You can give them things simply by virtue of what their transaction history is without having to know their name. Um, I think that's sort of like, you know, far, a little bit further out, right? You know, digital assets, blockchain, these web three technologies, it unlocks the future of CRM, right? Customer relationship management for businesses. And I think, you know, it, it is a, a grail 
amount of data for a business to be able to have being made open and and you know voluntarily shareable by consumers, right? Um, and then I think as we progress, right, it's like you assume, you know, to the extent that this technology empowers, um, you know, the creation of platforms that are more user friendly, I would assume that any sort of like social platform, creator platform, bank, right, any any of these sort of businesses where the value of the business is created by a network of users sitting on top of code, doing things, transferring assets, sharing posts, right? All of those are likely replaced with open protocols and foundations that maintain the underlying assets, right? So, you know, if you can own your social graph, you pick it up and take it to the one that uh, the social platform that's most friendly and each individual social platform has less power and you as a user have more power, right? Same with banking, same with uh, any other platform like that. And then a long, long, long term, right? You know, you assume the whole world ends up on chain uh, and, and real time tracked, right? To the extent that it is able to benefit users for, for doing so. And then, you know, you're you're receiving payment for your work by the second. You're um, you're paying for things like a car lease um, or, or settling an insurance claim real time, right? As soon as an issue happens or your medical records are open and, and, and shareable from one doctor to another in, in, a, in a second so you can get the best care possible, right? It's like anywhere where a digital asset could be made into a commodity to the benefit of users, right? Such that it's able to be moved back and forth, right? It is made into a commodity and they're transferred and moved around real time. So it's interesting, right? It's a whole big, very disruptive future ahead of us, I think, which has been clouded by very in the moment sensational talk about financial instruments and monkey JPEGs and scams and, you know, big haired vegan robber barons, things like this. Yeah, exactly, mate. So obviously the current market, call it, is uh, potentially tarnishing Web3, but what you're essentially alluding to with the successful business cases is if you've got an open mind and you're an entrepreneur, a creator, or even a developer, or even an artist, and you feel there's a way to own your digital sovereignty a lot more and you believe you can monetize that, where would they start, Nick? With utility? That's or- a good question. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk to people, right? Like, um, I... I I've said this many times, but my door is always open, right? Like I, you know, most of the way we started working with some of the larger brands or their household names is, is um, I just simply said, hey, let, let's talk, right? It's like happy to talk to people all day long about how they can think about this technology um, in a way that they can use it and have it be useful for them and their customers, drive their business forward. I think that's like, you know, some of the most interesting conversations I get to have on a day-to-day basis are with like, you know, SVPs of digital experience and multinational retailers who want to talk about how do we leverage NFTs to better understand our customers and to better reward them for the behaviors that we want to encourage, right? It's fascinating. Um, um, but aside from me, right, like I'm not the end all, like who am I, right? Not special. Um, I think, you know, there's a wealth of information out there. There's um, plenty of great people building very cool things in this space. Avery Iaconini at uh, Vayner3, I point to Max Comparetto at Salesforce. I point to um, quite a few other people, uh, Michael Littman at Media Monks, right? There's a lot of people out there publishing thought leadership content about how businesses um, can activate. Oh, I forgot to mention Brightloom, right? Uh, Nick Noyle at Brightloom and Kelly Zimmerman at Brightloom, right? These are these are companies that have moved forward a lot faster than other people in understanding how to implement this technology. Now they're helping people full-time think about it. Right. And so, you know, to the extent that we end up infrastructure powering all of it, it's awesome, but I'm not here to do anything, but try to help people think about it. And so um, uh, I think that's a good place to start. Nice. Well, guys, if you're a pioneer in this space, you're a creator, you're a 
innovator, an entrepreneur, and you want to do something, obviously check out Utility. Um, check out some of the names that uh, that Nick's mentioned. Nick, as always, thanks for coming on the show. Such a, a wealth of wisdom, um, a Web3 wizard, as we often call you. Um, mate, I'm sure we'll see you again in, in a few episodes' time. Happy to be here. That wizard comment is timely. We're releasing a very new, very splashy service called Contract Wizard, a, a new product under the hood that sort of changes the game at the intersection of artificial intelligence and Web3. So I'll take the wizard claim, but I'll give it away to the Contract Wizard when we release it. Thank you for having me, as always. Well, there it is, guys. I hope you enjoyed this Web3 TV episode. If you've got any questions, leave them in the comments below. And remember, if you'd like to watch every episode of Web3 TV, visit the link below or subscribe to our channel. And remember to hit the bell icon so that we can notify you every time a new episode is released. I'm Andrew McComb, and I look forward to sharing more inspiring Web3 TV episodes, making a difference to the world. I'll see you soon.